Blog Talk Radio. Heartbreak is contagious, and award-winning singer-songwriter Chris Angelis is here to tell us why. Plus, you've seen them on VH1, you've seen them on CBS, you've even seen them on Fox News, Island Apollo, with their rocket-fueled surf vibe and their funky urban grooves. They're here to talk to us today, too. It's Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians and fans in the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez if you're in Southern California or Arizona or Mexico, or New Mexico. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. Call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You know, I know an awful lot of you are listening to us on work with your headphones on. So email us. Questions and comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And actually, a couple of people have already mailed in questions for our next guest. Oh, I want to say welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network, who and they're syndicating us out to various stations on the East Coast and Florida, who will hear us later tonight. And... To our friends at the Artist Echoes Network in London, who will be playing us later tonight, I guess their time in London. So if you're uh, in any one of these places, you're not listening to us live, but you can still send us questions. You can still send questions and comments to our uh, our artists, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And that goes for everybody who's also listened to us on a podcast, too. You know, you downloaded us on iTunes or uh, wherever same thing, and we'll see to it that the questions go to our guests. Well, I can't get enough of, of Chris Angelis. When I first heard her album, The Left Atrium, I was stunned, which is not easy for a radio host who hears several hundred albums a year. I couldn't get to her next live performance fast enough. Her lyrics, her stories, her musical poetry put her at the top of my playlist and always with repeat after them. She creates worlds inside your head and inside your heart that, while they may be sad or nostalgic or sometimes even painful, are essentially musical virtual reality. You don't just listen to Chris's songs. You live with them. You live with them in the moment, and also you live with them for a long time afterwards. So when I heard that she's about to release a new EP that is also a love story, I couldn't wait for the live performance next week. I had to book her on the show today, and here she is. Chris, welcome back to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me. That was um, an amazing introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Henry Kissinger used to say, it, it has the added advantage of being true, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, Chris, there's a, a continuity to this EP and, and a co- concept to it. The continuity is a story, and the concept is how and why heartbreak can be contagious. Before we get mm-hmm. into the story, tell us about the concept. How is heartbreak contagious? Well, I, I thought of that in uh, I had been experiencing the phenomenon or, uh, and having other people see it happen to other of my friends where if you get your heart broken, you can't really love 
properly anymore and sometimes you can't love yourself and so then you're not really open to new things and so then that might lead to other people's hearts getting broken and so it sort of seemed like a cycle but really heartbreak can be a really growing experience and ultimately can be good so well it's not an epidemic it's not bad (laughs) okay (laughs) let's let's listen to how you handle that in your in your lyrics this is the title song heartbreak is contagious for the relationship and um and so that's what I mean is that I I need to have I need to be on a two-way street in in the giving and receiving of love and affection and I felt like I was not and and actually someone even said that to me um like hey this is a two-way street and I'm like yeah and I'm just trying to you know go the other direction man like <laughs> <It's> something <laughs> that was said to me so it stuck in my mind and uh I put it in the song and and you did it beautifully too. Um, now you wrote you. that song, and I think all the songs in, in this uh, EP with um, two collaborators, Morgan Taylor Reed and yes. Alexandra uh, Cardinal. Alexandra Cardinal, yeah. How do you write such a personal song with two other people? It was definitely um, a new and different challenge for for me i had thus far before i'd worked with them never really done co-writes and it was terrifying but you know artists have to go to a place where they're terrified otherwise they're not growing right so um what i did was i came in actually with ideas that i had like the heartbreak contagious thing was something that i had had like rolling in my mind already and i just brought to them like these are the kinds of things that i want to write about this is the kind of story that i want to tell so let's let's do that and then they just you know, helped with input and really made the production really awesome and brought the whole vibe. And yeah, that's how we did it. Uh, did did um, you start with the concept and, and lines and then they brought the music in or it, did it was sort of evolved? all at once. Like, I mean, I brought in the Heartbreak is Contagious and I said like what that main concept was. And then with Built This House, I said, you know, I have this idea of 
that a house is kind of like a relationship and it's all the pieces and then it can turn into a prison when the, when it's over. And they just had these sort of general ideas and they're like, oh, cool, okay. So And then just like laid down some beats and laid down some, some chords and we just started. It was sort of all naturally happening at once. Okay, all right. There's a, there's a great book uh, called The Anatomy of a Song. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's um, it's interviews with 45 of the singers and songwriters of some of the most iconic songs uh, of the past uh, 20 years or so, and every awesome. one of them describes a different process for getting to yep. to where you've gotten, and your process is different too. They should have interviewed you. Anyway, uh, right. I, I love the video tra- trailer for that song uh, and with the animation by Dan Ramirez. Um, it yeah. seems to capture the virtual reality that you create so well. Did you have a hand in guiding that, uh, that animation? Yes, definitely. I had a whole, I had an idea of what I wanted it to be, and I got in contact with Daniel through a friend on Facebook. Um, social media is good for something, guys. And, um, yeah. and I went talked to him and I said this is the kind of thing I'm looking for here is the the clips of the songs and this is the story I want to tell I want her to you know it just like I, yeah I basically told him what I wanted to happen then he's like okay and he just so generously was like okay here's some here's a little idea here's a storyboard what do you think it had a little bit more uh simple simplicity which is great and um and then he just did it and it's exactly what I wanted and it's it's wonderful too. People should should go check it out on on YouTube on your YouTube channel because it's it's really lovely. And of course, they get the music too. Well, the next chapter is um, in your story is sorrow, and the uh, the song is built this house. So I'm going to play a little bit of it, and then we can talk about building houses. these walls floorboards that line the halls the concept of memories of a relationship standing as the walls of a formerly golden house as you call it that is now a prison mm-hmm. cell is really powerful you've got a hook in there i built this house for you i built this house for you and that that really stays stays with me it's it's a good hook was there a house did you watch roses die or is it all a metaphor part yeah. of your musical there was it- huh it is a it is a metaphor also, but there really was a house, um, and because I had thought this before, like I had this thought, I was like, man, I you know built this actual house and this relationship and everything with this person, and then he, and then you're living in it with someone else. Like, what the heck? I built it for you and me. <laughs> like, and now Whoa. living in it with someone else. And actually, I had um, 
I had planted a bunch of roses outside the house and um, and he let them die because they made him sad and reminded him of uh, me. And he's not a jerk, don't worry. Um, but, you know, <laughs> that's kind of sad. It's a very symbolic. Oh, that is pretty powerful. We're, we're talking with Chris Angelis both uh, about her new EP, which will be officially released June 2nd, right? June 2nd? At the, June 2nd, uh, yes. At the Hotel Cafe that's in uh, in Hollywood. For those of you who are in Southern yeah. California, you should check it out. June, you should be there. Yeah, June 1st is the show at the Hotel Cafe. June 2nd is when the uh, album comes out on iTunes and online. Okay, June 1st, Hollywood, uh, in Hollywood at the Hotel Cafe. And uh, everybody should be there. And you're on at what, 8 o'clock? Yes. Okay, and for those of you who are in Southern California, it's in Hollywood. Uh, it's on Coenga between Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset. So, and the entrance is actually off on a little alley. It's one of those secret, you know, kind of Hollywood places, but everybody in music mm-hmm. knows it. Well, we have, I, I was just going to give out the email address, but, but people apparently already know it because we're getting a lot of email. Um, so, why don't we just go to some of those? Um, Rodolfo in Austin wants to to know. Um, now let me hold that for for a while because uh, that obviously he knows your work. Um, we got an email in from Gramercy in Boston, and Boston apparently was li- li- listening very carefully when he heard you say um, artists need to go to terrifying places. He wants to know what's a terrifying place and why. Oh, I just mean that if you are doing something creatively that is outside of your comfort zone, like something you've never done before or something that just, you know, kind of scares you because it's outside of your comfort zone. Um, that's a good sign because it's making you uh, grow and, and do new things. And I think that's where great art comes from. I don't mean that you have to actually be terrified, like for your life or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, this, this, this a person must be a, a real fan because she knows a little bit about you. This is a Valero or he in Brooklyn who says, um, you and your sister are scary alike. Does she sing like you and do you ever sing together? Yes. Um, he must know about us because of acting, I guess, but, um, I, yeah, I we so. sing together know. all the time. Yeah. Okay, we sing together right. and she sounds, you know, it sounds just like me pretty much genetic harmonies. So they go really well together. She's actually wow. singing with me at the show at Hotel Cafe. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Chris has a twin sister, right? That's, that's yep. apparently <laughs> what uh, uh, he's, he's talking about, about here. Um, let me go through some more of these here. Uh, oh, uh, Perry Lynn in Los Angeles says, remind us again of the date and time of your CD release party. Glad you asked. You want to do that? Yeah. June 1st. Um, 8 p.m. at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. Okay. And uh, Welsh woman in Tampa wants to know if you play anything besides the guitar. I do. I play uh, ukulele and I play a little bit of piano. I'm going to be playing Built This House, actually, at my acoustic piano version with cello at the Hotel Cafe. Okay. So. That's going to be fun. That'll be fun. And- yeah. And uh, Christine in Pasadena, who obviously went to your website and read your bio and says something that I didn't know, uh, says your online bio says you want to become a physical therapist. Do you still and would you stop singing? Oh, that's funny. Where'd you find that bio? It's so old. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> Christine, where'd you find it? <laughs> I did want to. I did want to be a physical therapist at one point. Um, and 
I got into the USC physical therapy PhD program. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I, I really just want to be an artist and I want to focus on that. And maybe someday I'll go back to it, but, um, I don't think I'll ever stop making art. So I don't okay. want to stop being an, a singer. <laughs> maybe Christine was fantasizing having you sing while you, uh, manipulate her bones. You know what? Maybe that would be relaxing and good. You know, I should yeah. start that as a whole other thing. New thing. Singing to the therapist. You 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 mentioned uh, uh, the fact that you have done some acting and sometimes w- with your sister. Uh, um, do you ever miss it, or is music your sole uh, commitment right now? Oh, I you know I love acting, and I have gone a little bit less you know focused on it. And so there, are, yes, I do miss it. I miss being in theater. Um, that was my first love. But I am still auditioning at times. My sister and I actually have. Um, an audition for a feature film callback um, next week. So Yay. I'm still still doing it. So hopefully Yay. that'll happen. All right. There's a lot of great theater in, in uh, L.A., and particularly community theater. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, it's, I, I love it, but it's like such a huge time commitment for usually no pay, and I have rent and um, studio time to pay for. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I can't do that much. Yeah, I understand completely. Um, we we talked about the uh, the hotel cafe uh, release party, but for all those people mm-hmm. in cities that who cannot attend the release party, uh, tell them how they can pre-order the album because I know it's not ready yet for order. Yeah, um, I'd love to do that. So it's available right now on pre-order. If you go to iTunes and just search for Chris Angeles, Break is Contagious, you'll see it. It's only four bucks. Or you can also go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash Heartbreak EP with a capital H and capital E-P. Um, that's a short, quick, direct link to get um, pre-order, and it's four bucks, and it really helps with, like, I'll, it'll be on the iTunes charts if we get enough, like, right away um, on that first day, so. Okay. And I would also uh, encourage people to check out your website, particularly the store on your website, because you have some really nifty T-shirts. In fact, I'm going to get one. <laughs> I think they're really cool uh, with, with Hi, the, uh, the left atrium uh, on it. Okay. So we've been through heartbreak, and we've been through sorrow, and now it's time for a, a little hope. And the song there is Life Support, and we're going to build, we're going to play just uh, a little bit of it here. I'm not 
you know when you when I first listened to that the uh, the the piano sets up such a nice scene right at, at the intro and the whole song is cinematic I can I can almost see you removing an oxygen mask and getting out of a hospital bed as sunshine comes uh-huh. through a window where did the hey. idea <laughs> yeah I mean where did the idea for that song come from um again my my own life experience as I was going through this uh journey where I felt like people kept, you know, I was, I was heartbroken. I was just completely down, completely shut down my emotions. And I just felt like people would ask me like how I was doing. And I would just be like, well, I'm alive. I'm, you know, my heart's beating, my, I'm breathing, but like, that's not great. (laughs) You know? And I wanted to really be living and and enjoying life and and out of get out of the funk um and really find what my what my purpose was and that you know gives you a reason for living so that's where that came from okay uh and it's called life support build... because it's go ahead yeah go ahead no that's, that's what i want to know because i think I some people maybe yeah because i think some people maybe consider that like oh i want to die and i don't mean that i i mean the life support as in like the machines that keep your heart beating and and you're breathing when when you're not really alive and i mean like in a i want to not be that way anymore i actually want to completely wake up you know come out of the quote unquote coma or whatever like metaphorically and go out into the world oh, and we're glad you did uh, <laughs> The, the way you build a song, I mean, you start off with a simple piano notes, and then you, you add your voice in with a really soft intimacy, and then it starts rising in urgency with this distant percussion, and then you bring the strings in for a climax, and then slide it down to just you again. Did you arrange yeah. that? That's really nicely done. Um, you know what? That's the one song that was not a collaboration with um, Alexander and Morgan, and I actually wrote that song by myself. And then Bill Leffler, he's an awesome producer um, in LA, um, did the the arrangement. And I was definitely there for you know there with helping and saying like this is the kind of feeling I want and whatever. But um, that was that was mostly him being awesome, Bill Leffler. Well, he 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 definitely did an an awesome job. Mm-hmm. It's just pulls you yeah. all the way through and it spotlights exactly your voice. Yeah, yeah Thank absolutely. You. <laughs> <laughs> I tell him I said uh, he's great. Um, you've been singing since you were a child. Uh, you and your sister yes. and, and then a friend taught you guitar. Um, and you've talked about some unusual instruments on albums. I think there was tuned wine glasses on one and teaspoons. Uh-huh. Um, uh, do you play any of those instruments or do you play the piano uh, at all? I play the, a little bit of piano. Wait, sorry. Yeah. In the oh, in the recording. Well, well, I'm not wrong? in the recording. Just in general, I can tell it wasn't in the recording. Do I play? Are you asking me if I play piano? I do a little bit. Yeah. I wish I had a piano. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I started playing the a violin when I was little. Um, that was the first instrument that I played, and I was in a youth choir, so that's how I got into more okay. like knowing about chords and all that stuff. And then, and then you moved on to complex things like the ukulele. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move to the last chapter now, and that's joy or just having fun, which is uh, the next song. So um, why don't we play that? And then I've okay. got a, a, a question for you on that. Uh, this Perfect. is Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
to confess um that's my favorite song on the album oh. on the ep mm-hmm. <laughs> and and i love it that you can be a very powerful singer songwriter and then you could just skip down the road like a pop singer telling us that you just can't stop laughing like a fool uh you must have been really happy when you wrote that yeah well uh, <laughs> it's funny i I actually wasn't quite out of my uh, my sad place yet, but that was a song where I was like, I want, I know that this is how I could feel. This is how I have felt before, and I wanted to sort of make a manifestation of that, and it actually helped helped me feel that way. Um, so, no, all right, yeah. it makes the rest of us happy too. You know, we could we could get up <laughs> and uh, and skip down the road ourselves. It's, it's a great image. I mean, and like I say, thank you. That's exactly the image I wanted it to have. <laughs> well, you succeeded. Skipping down the road. Uh, you know, I I I, I think that um, uh, the song Kevin Bacon not only puts a great period on your story, but it adds a spark to the EP that uh, really makes it unique. Uh, you 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 ask the eternal question: Can we stay young forever? Um, we can't, but that doesn't mean we can't you know have lipstick everywhere or um, or in this chapter. So congratulations. Thank you very much. We um, unfortunately have to end our chapter. All right, Chris, this is a marvelous uh, creation. It's a wonderful quartet of songs, and I think it's an important forward in your career. So I want to thank you very much for sharing it with us today and for taking the time, because I know you're busy, to uh, spend with us today. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, interview me. This has always been really fun. Well, Chris and Gallus, the new EP is Heartbreak is Contagious. It's due for release next Friday uh, at the Hotel Cafe, um, uh, next Saturday at the Hotel Cafe, which is a Friday or Saturday? Thursday. Sorry. It's Thursday. Hotel Cafe okay. is Thursday. The EP release is Friday. Okay. Thursday at the Hotel Cafe. The EP release is Friday. Uh, you should be at the Hotel Cafe if you're in Southern California for the release party. Get a copy there. Autographed. You'll autograph them, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Sure. If you're not if you're not local, if you're not in Southern California, pre-order your copy. Uh, you can go to iTunes. I usually go to chrisandelis.banzoogle.com. Uh, uh, Is that not a good idea? Oh, chrisandelis.com will take you there, and that's a good idea because then you can watch the video with the animation and see the stories behind it, and then scroll down and you'll see the cover of the EP, and you can click there to pre-order it for bus. Right, and like you can also get one of those. You can also get one of those uh, those great T-shirts. And then follow her on all the usual social media platforms and stream her on Spotify. And remember, 
get one of those albums. Thank you again. Yeah. And this can has been I, wonderful. Just one more time. If you go to that website, you can find my mailing list, which is cool because then you'll get into a pre-screening of the Kevin Bacon music video I'm working on. So make sure you do that when you go there. Ooh, I'm going to do that right after the show. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye bye now. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Well, before we uh, introduce our next guest, I want to remind all the musicians and fans out there that Music Friday Live is a partner with the World Arts Organization. And in fact, I'm going to let them tell you about the World Arts Organization. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And, of course, we're all about the music here at Music Friday Live. And as a result, we are members of the World Arts platform. So sign up, www.worldarts.com. It's free. We're there, and you should be, too. And we're back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. And, of course, we always love to hear from you. You can call us, 347-215-7511. Or you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Uh, now, before we uh, before I tell you, we chat with our next guest, um, I, I, I'm going to do something surprising, or maybe not. We're going to take a short trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And I'll see you in San Felipe. And if you're in Southern California or Arizona, like he says, there's a fabulous vacation waiting for you. And it's only a four-hour drive, so you should be down there on the... The Sea of Cortez, you can play golf, you can swim, you can take the family clamming or fishing, you can tour art galleries. Some of Mexico's best seafood is in San Felipe. The chefs come down there. There's a big chef party once a year, and all the chefs from Mexico come down and take the, the seafood right out of the sea there. You can even fly on ultralight, and you can do all this while you stay in a luxury condo or a budget studio apartment, or you can even get yourself a private sandcastle out in the dunes. Woo! A key to this paradise, as he says, is MySanFelipeVacation.com. And 
And if when you go to MySanFelipeVacation.com, you put in the discount code MFLA5, you're going to get a 5% discount. So remember, MySanFelipeVacation.com, MFLA5, great vacation. Well, when you listen to, to Island Apollo, you kind of have to put aside your preconceived ideas about indie rock because they're out of the box. They create hooks in the melodies and in the verses, and then they slide between different approaches, but they always keep their signature sound. You've probably heard their music on VH1, on Fox Sports. You've heard them on ads for Sprint, Sobe Drinks, even the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, if you happen to watch those commercials. Of course, you wouldn't. But if you've not heard their music, when you do, you will say to yourself, who are these guys, and how did they get to be so good so fast? And then you hit replay. A Southern California band, through and through, they avoid the cliches of surf pop sounds while they invoke the ethos of the endless summer. And being a Southern California boy myself, they connected to me instantly. But no matter where you live, they'll connect with you, and they'll make you feel like you're California dreaming. Today, band vocalist Ryan Kilpatrick is with us. Hi, Ryan. Welcome. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I know you are too because I listen to your music. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Well, some might some might call it depressing. Actually, <laughs> we've been getting a lot of uh, reviews, and it's it's a little uh, it's on the darker side. But yeah, I like that. I think uh, I was a big Death Cab fan for a while on the shin. So, you know, so was I. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, I was going to say for a young band, you guys have been moving pretty fast. You're you're getting your music on multiple TV shows. You've been winning awards. Um, how long have you been together? Uh, so I actually knew the Farmer Brothers. We have three brothers in our band. Um, I knew them since uh, I think kindergarten. No joke. <laughs> and uh, we took our first guitar lessons in like fourth grade together, um, okay. all in a room, same guy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he started our band uh, with his brothers in, like, well, I, I had a band with Heath even in seventh grade. <laughs> and oh then um, we started another one in uh, sophomore year, junior year of high school, I think. So we were together for close to a decade. This iteration, though, Island Apollo has been together for, I think, maybe four years. Okay. Well, like I say, you've been moving pretty fast for four years because you, you developed a very recognizable sound. I, I would know it anywhere just from the first two or three chords of your songs. Now, I know what I think your sound is, but I, I'm interested to hear how you describe your sound. Um, hmm. I would describe it, it. It's tough. I wouldn't use genre names really to say it because um, I think what inevitably if I say like alt what I am thinking of would be different probably than what you are thinking of, which would be different than a lot of other people. Um, That's why it's all. So, <laughs> right. And it's kind of a cop out when I say that too, but um, I guess I would describe it as um, a heavier drum backbeat with a kind of like alternative pop melody on the, on the top um, with sort of indie rock skin. Okay. All right. That's one way. Um, I respond to the uh, the guitar. You have a, you have a particular guitar sound, or your guitar player has a particular guitar sound. But the, before we get into the the weeds on that one, what, why don't we let our audience in on what it what we're talking about here? Here's some hold it down.
the introductory chords in, in that um, really grab you, and then they set the song up very nicely for your vocals. The percussion is kind of a, a distant, sharp clap. Uh, is that a drum kit or is that a drum machine? Uh, so Matty is very, um, what's the word, innovative. He uses an SPDS. It's a drum machine that he triggers mm-hmm. live, and then he also mm-hmm. plays the drum kit. So if you mm-hmm. see him play live, it's actually we get so many people that are drummers that come up and are just enthralled with Matt because it's really cool how he does it. He just he mixes them in very seamlessly. Um, mm. Usually it's to like add, yeah, like a clap or if he wants to add like low end without it punching through too much, he uses the, uh, the kick drum on the SPDS. Well, it, it works very nicely. It, it, it creates exactly the right scaffolding for your voice. Now, the the inspiration for for that I mean was was that an inspired sound or did you guys have to work on it and work on it and work on it until you got it just right? I think um, well yes and no because we've been together for ten years and we've tried a lot of different skins on we tried a lot of different sounds. Um, I think this one is just kind of to be honest what we most naturally do in a room just live. Um, so it's just the way everyone sounds like a big part of that sound, I think is, um, heat's guitar. Like you were saying, he's been working yeah. on that guitar tone for, for, I don't know, 15 years. And the big part of that sound is just, you know, the confluence of all the changes he's made in his pedal loops and, and everything. And, and then we also have our really well-defined rhythm section that's been together for 10 years and they play together in a certain way. Um, and then I bring my own influences and Austin does to the top line on the keys and the vocals. And it just kind of naturally happens like that. So you play uh, keyboards as well as sing? I do, but uh, most of the main, like for that song, the uh, the main riff is on a keyboard and a guitar. Austin plays that. Austin's our keyboard oh, player. Okay. I play um, primarily like background padding kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that song was actually written... It started with that riff at the top, the boom, bado, boom, boom, boom. Um, and Austin brought that in on a keyboard. And he'll do that actually, like a few of the songs we wrote in the last year, Austin wrote a guitar line on a keyboard. And to me, it was always cool because he does things on a keyboard that you just wouldn't do on a guitar because your fingers just naturally fall in a different place when you're in the first position on the guitar. And so we transposed that to the uh, the guitar and it just it sounded kind of cool. And um yeah. yeah, I mean, we've done that a, on a few times now. Yeah. Um, I, like you said, you've been you've been together for 10 years, so there's probably kind of a routine and you know each other. Uh, um, but I just wonder, who writes what? Do you write the vocals and, and other people write their parts, or how's that work? Uh, it's different every time. It's pretty different every time. But I think um, for the most part, like for this record, it was more collaborative than it's been in the past, I think. Um, but even even now, I mean, each one is pretty different. Like that song, for instance, started with Austin bringing a riff, and then we write everything together in the room. And we're just jamming, and I'm trying out vocals. And um, I write all the lyrics usually, and um, and people usually write their parts. Like I don't think I've ever written a part for Maddie on the drums. Um, I'll give like suggestions maybe to like Adam on bass, but I usually stay out of um, everyone's space. And uh, I think... You know, I love bands. I love how bands sound that write their own material because it becomes musicians writing the material and playing off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get to hear that that much today. A lot of the stuff seems to be in the hands of producers that are kind of orchestrating the track in a very logical way. And sometimes it's nice to have people that are 
meshing up against each other in a, in a way that you maybe would not have planned out because it, it rubs up where they're taking up each other's space, but it sounds like a band to me when I hear that. And it does to me too, and it, and it works really well, right? Um, <laughs> Thank you. Now, you you recorded this EP in Seattle. Um, given that Los Angeles is the music capital of the nation and stuffed with many, many Emmy-winning producers um, or Grammy-winning producers, what led you to Seattle? Uh, we were following a producer out there. We uh, we met a producer, Eric Lillivois, from uh, our publicist, actually. And uh, we were talking about maybe flying him out here and renting a studio, but he has a really good studio that he's like a co-owner of. Um, and so the price difference for the flight and renting instruments, it actually came out to be cheaper going out there. And, it, you know, it's nice to work with someone that understands what room um, he's in. He knows, like, what the drums sound like in which corner of the room. Yeah. Um, so that's why we decided to go out there. And, you know, it really it helped with the the creative mindset, too, because we were all had to live together for, you know, over a week, and we were only thinking about the record. We didn't have to go back to our homes. You know, we were only thinking about the music. And I think that, you know, it helps to really get inside the thing. And you survive the week, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some bands don't. The, um, the, the, the song premiered on Spotify and is a must-listen pick on Spotify. How, how has that helped you? Uh, it's helped a lot. I, I mean, we've only had it on Spotify for about, I feel like it's been under two weeks, and um, we've gotten a good amount of plays. We got on the, I believe the name of the playlist was Ones to Watch. or um, mm-hmm. Ones to Watch, shoot, yeah. Don't quote me. Well, that was a uh, a blog that we premiered on, but we actually got on a like a top rock playlist on Spotify, and, and the mm-hmm. cool thing is when they curate the songs like that, they get a, a bunch of subscribers. And so we had a bunch of people that were listening to it that hadn't heard of us before. And I think it's close to 10,000 plays already. It's been like under two weeks. So that's faster than it's been in the past for an unknown band. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just part of the strategy now today is you've you got to get on these tastemaker blogs and, and, and curated playlists and curated shows because there's so much material out there, man. You just got to cut Tell through. me about it. <laughs> Their PR agents all, uh, all are in touch with me. Uh, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, now, given that the band members are spread out over a 300-mile area, um, how do you practice uh, or, or work together? Is it all remote, or do you sort of meet in San Juan Capistrano or something? Yeah, we've talked about doing it remote. Because, uh, we've seen some, some funny videos of, like, uh, there's a movie where they do that. But, no, we meet in person. We rent a space sometimes in um, L.A. or down closer to San Diego. We also have a house that uh, the Farmer Brothers grew up in, in uh, Lake Forest, so we meet down there a lot. And we have our own system. We have, like, a PA and uh, everything we need to really practice without a rehearsal space. But um, it's different because, yeah, you're right, it's tough to do when we're probably 100 miles in between each of us. Um, so we just got to make it count when we get together. And the good part is nowadays we all have logic, and we can record and send each other parts. So when we were writing this album, actually, like for Dig, a song coming out, in a couple months, um, we never even met to write that song. I had written a lot of it, um, and then I sent it to Maddie, who put his drums in, and then he sent it to Adam, who put his bass in. And uh, Keith and Austin kind of just, when we got together before recording the actual thing, figured out what they were doing. And it's it's pretty amazing you can do that nowadays. 
Yeah. Um, and, and for for our audience, um, uh, you might real quickly tell them what Logic is and how you use it. Oh, yeah. It's a recording software. It's um, the one that Apple sells, so it's very easy to use. It's the cheapest one. That's why we all have it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it just allows you to kind of figure out sounds and, and record the thing and listen back to it without having to go into a major studio. And you can get some pretty good recordings now. You actually can get some stuff that sounds pretty good if you have good microphones, which we do. And yeah. it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And it's helped actually when we go into studio now to have a little bit of experience in terms of, you know, sculpting tones, which we've done on Logic. We just can be a little more articulate to the producer and the engineer in, in terms of what we want done to our own tracks in the professional setting. Um, yeah, I highly recommend that to people. I think that was the biggest breakthrough for us was being able to record our own music before going in to spend, you know, an ungodly amount of money to actually record it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Uh, an ungodly amount of money. I, I, I believe me. I've, I've heard that um, many times from people saying that they're, they are waiting <laughs> to save up enough money in order to uh, uh, record the next album. Let me remind our listeners that we're talking with Ryan Kilpatrick of the band Island Apollo about their new album and about other things about the cost of studios and, and recording software and all sorts of stuff. And you can, you can talk with them too. three, four, seven, two, one, five, 7511. Many of you are already sending emails. So why don't we uh, get to the emails here? Um, Sally first in San Diego wants to know, have you guys played at the Casbah in San Diego or was it at the house of blues? Um, I don't know that we've played either of those actually in San Diego. We've done the House of Blues in Anaheim. Uh, we actually are looking at a show in San Diego for the House of Blues. Um, a lot of our members play around town in San Diego. They're from San Diego. Um, so maybe she saw one of them playing down there. It could be, but we haven't we haven't played at the Casbah yet. No. Okay. All right. Well, 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 Sally. Uh, Follow them on social media so you'll know if they ever do show up at uh, the Casbah or the House of Blues in San Diego. Um, yeah, Munster... like... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's looking like we will be playing down there possibly in the next couple months. So if you guys follow us online, um, Facebook, um, I think it's facebook.com slash Island Apollo. Um, yeah, we'll be posting all the shows coming through. I can't really announce any yet because we're negotiating them, but we have like three in the works around Anaheim and San Diego. Okay. We have a lot of email here that, um, like from uh, Alta Mus uh, Music in uh, Anaheim who wants to know, where did the name come from? Yeah, I actually, I didn't come up with this name. Heath did, our guitarist. Um, the three brothers in the band, went to Cal State Long Beach, I think. Um, and I guess there's these oil rigs out there, and they are disguised as islands so that the people yep. that live on the coast won't have this eyesore out there of oil rigs. And they have, like, palm trees on them, and it looks like little, you know, Pacific islands. Um, and they're named after Apollo astronauts. Um, so for some reason, <laughs> he threw out, probably like 500 names and a lot of them were good, but we just kept shooting them down. And he was, he was really leading the charge and generating ideas. And it was, it was amazing. Some of the ideas were just so bad and some of them were really good. And I actually liked a lot of his ideas more than he did. And um, Island Apollo was just the first one that we all 
liked. And I think Adam had a moment of insecurity about it, but then he said, no, I love it. <laughs> it was within like five seconds. And hey, it's just one it that works. we agreed on at the end. Yeah, it works. It and and I know the Allens you're talking about. Well, let's, let's play some more music. Uh, I want to play a uh, lion eyes here. Sure. <laughs> That's a great hook. Um, was that inspired at the San Diego Zoo, or does it have more, more prosaic? No, no. This was actually our first song. Um, so, like I said, we've been together for a decade, and for six years, we were writing a very different kind of music, um, or a lot of different genres. You know, within that six years, we had shifted a lot too. But this song was just a, a lot different than the rest of the stuff that we had done. And it was kind of the impetus to start a new band, at least the new iteration of the band. Um, and that song was, you know, it started with that chorus, and it was sort of about um, not, I guess, talking about the agony of feeling like you can't be who you really are. Okay. All right. I I can see that. Um, the, when you said it, it's a little different, it is uh, the drumming in that, I, I would call that kind of alt-rock uh, drumming. Um, it's the, no surf in Definitely. there. There's no funk. It's it's just pure high-energy alt-rock. Uh, but I bet it's a, a lot of fun to play, and I bet your audiences love it. Yeah, yeah it's usually our closer. Yeah. Um, I yeah, wanted to push I, it to, to open with it. Because, uh, we have so many songs now that I think can be really high-energy closers. But um, it's a good problem to have when you're you're having trouble curating your own set list. <laughs> because it's so good. Huh? All right. Well, well somebody we love. Speaking of funky grooves, you do have funky groove in uh, Miracle. So let's listen to that a little bit. Oh, yeah. You want me? 
that is what I call some really nice, uh, complex funk bass line rhythms. Uh, and I'll bet that <laughs> Thank you. song, that, that should be your opening song. Gets everybody up and dancing. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, I like right. that one, too. We actually had our uh, our drummer's dad play the trumpets on that song. Oh, you're right. I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't noticed that uh, there are not horns in some of the other songs, are there? Uh, some of them there are. Not for the the newer stuff. We we hired a horn player, but for the first EP, we had um, actually Spencer Ludwig from Capital City. He uh-huh. did um, the song you just played before Miracle, um, Lion Eyes. He played the the horns on there. But uh, for Miracle, we we were doing it on the fly, and Matt's dad is just a really good multi-musician, multi-instrumentalist, but uh, he played horns on that one, and it, it was really funny. He's a he's a great guy. Uh, we've got some more email in here. Um, Valero in um, Maine uh, wants to know, do you ever add rap or hip-hop beats to your tunes? I think it would be cool. Uh, we have actually been approached by someone that wanted to do a uh, a rap kind of, uh, what's the word, like a remix. Um didn't mm-hmm. happen, but I think Maddie is very hip hop influenced. He kind of runs in a lot of circles with hip hop players and, and plays with a lot of and produces a lot of hip hop acts. So, like Hold It Down, I think kind of has a hip hop vibe in the um, the electronic drum set on the verses and stuff. I think some of the newer stuff coming out, Beggars maybe um, is pretty hip hop influenced, but not on my side. No, I'm not a super. I'm not a big rap fan, although I love I love certain uh, rappers. It's an it's an it's an acquired skill um, for a vocalist. We've got time for just one more quick question, and this is uh, Steve BLT in Seattle, and he wants to know where did you record in Seattle, and do you ever play in Seattle? Oh man, you got me. I don't remember the name of the studio. Shoot, um, <laughs> but it's uh, just north of the the Pike, you know, where the, the wharf, it's kind of the the touristy area. Um, we recorded like 10 minutes north of there in this little suburban um, neighborhood that was like buried in trees. It was amazing. It actually made me want to move back to Seattle. And I told my fiance then, she's like, yeah, we're never going to Seattle. So just like go that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I wish I could remember the name. It was with Eric Lillibois up there. Um, okay. If you guys find any, any musicians out there looking for a great producer, he's the best there is. Well, even though we've, we've got lots of other things we could talk about here and uh, we've got other people who've sent in emails, uh, the clock is telling us that we've been having too much fun and we need to stop. So I'm, thank you <laughs> right, so man. much for coming on uh, with, with me today and having fun with me today. This has been a real joy. Thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Island Apollo on Spotify, too. Um, it really helps to get those follows and the numbers up on Spotify and uh, – We'll be announcing some shows in the next few weeks if you live in the Southern California area. Okay. And and where would you direct people to who want to actually buy your songs? Uh, it's on iTunes. It should be on iTunes very shortly. Um, if you have Spotify, it's up there. Um, but, yeah, it should be going on to iTunes within the week. Okay. All right. Ryan Kilpatrick of the band Island Apollo. Follow them in all the various places that, that he has mentioned. Get their songs if you want to download them yourself. Uh, 
on iTunes, uh, stream them on Spotify. They're all over social media and keep track of them because they're now, they're now negotiating for some live appearances and they're going to have them up um, where you can uh, find out if you can go see them live, and which is a lot of fun. Believe me, if you have an opportunity, do it. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and uh, get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who's no longer an intern because she's got her own radio show now, but she still helps out. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. Be here next Friday. We're going to have uh, more uh, emerging talent and um, and wonderful guests. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. We'll update you on the guests. We've, we're having conversations with some really interesting people. But that's it for now. Have a great musical weekend, and I'm going to leave you with a little bit more of Miracle. <laughs>